The Urban Broadcast Collective brings together the best podcasts on cities and urban life. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Hello and welcome to podcasts from the Planning Institute of Australia Congress 2018 in Perth. I'm Dr. Tony Matthews. Joining me today is the newly crowned Young Planner of the Year, Thomas Gardner, who we're really pleased for, especially because he's a Griffith graduate and I'm a Griffith lecturer, so it's really wonderful to be keeping it in-house and close to home. But uh, that's just a happy coincidence. Tom, thanks for joining us. Wonderful to have you here. No, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, still still taking it all in, um, meeting a lot of new people, which is great. But um, yeah, I guess winning that award, it was yeah, a great personal accolade. But uh, as I'm sure a lot of people know, uh, I think it's a really strong indication to, I guess, young planning professionals um, of what you can achieve uh, in your careers by working in, uh, in Australia's rural and regional communities. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you a little bit about that in a while. But sure. before we get on to that, how's, the, how's your family uh, responding to all of this good news? Uh, yeah, but, oh, my dad was very emotional about it, which was great. Uh, he was very pleased. Uh, my partner was stoked as well. And I think they're organizing a, a big party back in um, Rockhampton when I return next week. So, yeah, looking good, forward good. to and, it. And, yeah. and Rockhampton Council, where you work, they must be really thrilled about this too. Yeah, they put out, um, I don't think they often put out media releases about their staff, but there's been a couple of them uh, that have been doing the rounds. But yeah, they're very stoked. And I've had the... The mayor gave me a call as well, um, and she was very happy. Um, and I think just a good promotion for for Rockhampton as well, which is fantastic. Well, congratulations! That's awesome. I mean, mm. couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, and couldn't have been a better result. Oh, thank you. Um, so you graduated the planning program at Griffith University in two thousand and fourteen. That's right. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now you're a Brisbane man. Yes, through and through. Yeah, through and through. But you're not working in Brisbane anymore. You've gone regional. I have, yes. Yeah. So you're up in Rockhampton since when? Uh, since uh, 2015, so start of 2015, yeah. Okay, and tell us a little bit about that experience and how that's uh, panned out for you. Yep. Not, you know, professionally, obviously, that's going sure. to be of interest, but, yes. but personally too, how have you... Uh, found that you've integrated into the community there and what's life like and yeah. tell us your your experiences oh so much has happened um oh, i guess uh, as i said i um i was born and bred in brisbane uh, so through and through and in 2015 uh i was always adamant about going and working in the regions and i think that was something a passion of mine i picked up during study uh, particularly during my honors dissertation where i looked at the character values of uh, australia's country towns and how planning schemes captured that uh, so i decided to make the moved to work for Rockhampton Regional Council. Uh, certainly like, a, well, I guess touching on my uh, professional experiences up there, uh, given it's a smaller council, there's only about five uh, development app, uh, development assessment planners working there. Uh, the breadth and depth of project work experience, which you get uh, working in the regions um, is incredible. Um, just, I guess, with limited resources up there, you're, you really become the go-to planner, regardless of, I guess, your, your level of experience, which is, you know, obviously daunting, uh, but intimidating at the same time, but such a rewarding experience in hindsight. Um, and I'm very fortunate that the council is very supportive uh, of the professional development of its staff there. And I guess from a personal point of view, I think I'd like to tell myself that I've done a lot of growing up uh, since I moved to Rockhampton. It was my first time living out of Brisbane and, and home. Um, so a lot of eye-openers in that respect, but I find once you get yourself absorbed into the local community up there and meet people, the camaraderie is fantastic and it just makes working the regions uh, and an absolutely incredible experience and I can't I can't yeah say highly enough of it yeah now that's that's an interesting 
thing that you've raised there because that's that's one of the the, the struggles that we have within this profession yes. and you're seeing it on your side mm. as a practice as a practicing planner i see it on my side as yes. a planning educator and planning researcher mm. we get a lot of young planners and planning graduates uh, and aspiring planners who really don't want to work in the research Correct, yes. for some reason or another often many reasons mm. but you've been working in the regions for a few years now mm. you're obviously doing extremely well you've Clearly, your work is being recognised mm. on, on on the national stage. Mm. Um, people admire what you're doing. Mm. So, what advice would you have to young planners, soon to graduate planners, mm. and recently graduated planners sure. about the opportunities and the yeah. potential, and, and and really why they should consider sure. the regions? Well, I think um, I guess talking to a lot of young planners, a lot of them actually talk about the I guess gauging um, a bit of an interest in actually going working in the regions. But there's always that sense of reluctance. I feel. Um, with a lot of young planners about you know getting outside of their comfort zones and working outside of their comfort zones, which is typically you know your cities, so your Brisbane's, your Sydney's, your Perth's. Um, my advice, and I guess my kind of catchphrase that I try to spread around is just to take on any challenge and, and grab the bull by the horns. Um, you know, I found working in the regions incredibly rewarding, and a lot of my uh, colleagues and friends I went to university with are still working uh, in Brisbane, and I've certainly found that the project work experience that I've had working in Rockhampton over a similar time period to a lot of my friends working in larger urban councils. Um, it's, it's just mind blowing. Um, certainly like the scale of development applications, project work experience that you get, you effectively have a much steeper learning curve and you learn a lot more, a lot quicker, uh, I believe, working in our rural and regional communities um, in comparison to our urban centres, which isn't detracting, I guess, from the opportunities that cities can provide. But I certainly think you're your exposure um, and I guess promotion as well um, in terms of your career development will happen a lot quicker working in the regions and it's a very challenging environment but I think that's the beauty of planning you want to be challenged as well and the diversity um, I guess which rural areas offer as well as uh, was a massive draw card and it's something I really try to push for a lot of young planners just to kind of get out of their comfort zone yeah 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 well i think you know what you say about uh, a strong awkward career trajectory has mm. certainly been um the backbone of your career and mm. one would imagine that in a smaller planning office with a, a wide variety of projects you're called in to, to do more and that it probably yes. is quite good for your career mm. development um but i think one of the things that probably concerns as well a lot of graduate planners or young planners is that if they move to a regional area their social networks won't be as good they'll be disconnected mm. their social opportunities won't be as good um in your experience Mm. Is that a reality? Um, I think the onus has got to be on the individual. Uh, like for me, uh, I guess, you know, the first thing I, I knew, I well, probably the first struggle I had moving to Rockhampton was that I actually knew next to nobody there. Um, it was the first time I'd been to, to the town. And I, once I found, you know, you start talking to people. And like I said before, it's about absorbing yourself into the community environment. And it's amazing how much that can do, not just for a personal point of view but from also a professional development perspective as well um you know meeting people um and that kind of thing and i think it just makes life a lot easier so i think it's the the individuals that perhaps you know are a bit reluctant to kind of you know develop those social networks or be outgoing but you know again it's a very challenging environment and you kind of you have to do that and I, as i said you know involving yourself in your local community up there makes an incredible difference not just personally but professionally as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good advice. Thanks for that. I'm sure there'll be some some listeners that that will take something from that. And you know, 
there is a lot to be said for working in the regions. Absolutely. And for some, yeah. You know, for well, as I said earlier, for many reasons, mm. people can be a bit reluctant to do so, but Absolutely. perhaps they're missing out on rich opportunity. Yeah. Well, I think it's a like it's an interesting point in time, and talking to a lot of people at this conference as well, I think PR is is starting to advocate for the opportunities out there as well. You look at a lot of the the themes around this conference and some of the fantastic work that our regional councils and communities are doing. I think that's inspiring in itself. So I'm I'm confident um, shortly that PEA will start to encourage that transition for professionals to make the shift to um, some of our regional centres and talking to, to a lot of people. I think that's gaining traction, which is very exciting to see. And it's certainly a message that I'm yeah, always trying to push. Yeah, okay. Um, now you, as I said earlier, you, you did your planning studies in Griffith. Yes. Um, and Griffith is one of a number of universities nationwide that have mm. uh, programs, undergraduate master's programs mm. in planning. Um, what were the qualities of that program that you think have been of use to you um, into your career, particularly into your mm. early career? Sure. Um, how, do you, how do you think um, the Griffith model particularly helped mm. you? Uh, the one thing that, I, that stood out for me with, uh, I guess, the planning school at Griffith University was the relationship that you had with, with the staff there. You know, the fact you've got smaller class sizes um, and you have staff that are generally interested in uh, pushing you and promoting your, your career as well. Um, certainly, I, I think talking to other planners who have studied other universities where you've got one of a hundred, you know, just a number, it's not quite the case. So I certainly think it's a relationship between students and staff also the structure of the, pl- the the planning program there as well with our planning studios, um, giving you real practical hands-on experience, um, I guess, as to what life will be like working as a planning professional, um, incredibly invaluable, um, as well as the connections that the university have uh, with practicing planners as well. Uh, I remember quite a few talks uh, or presenters coming in with practicing planners and just some of the lessons that we learned there um, were incredible, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for, for that overview. Um, mm. Within your current work portfolio up in Rockhampton, mm. what are the things that are keeping you guys busy these days? What's happening on the planning agenda up there? What are the big new projects or the big new areas of interest or, or what are the pressure points? Sure. Uh, probably the most exciting project um, that's well, currently underway in Rockhampton is the revitalization of our central business district and Riverbank. Um, so it's basically upgrading our whole um, facade and uh, the riverbank as well and really celebrating a lot of the heritage and history um, about Rockhampton which is obviously well known for its beef as well as gold production being so close to um, to Mount Morgan. Uh, we've also got a, quite a few um, I guess other bigger projects happening in town. Uh, Rockhampton is has expressed an interest to host the V8 supercars uh, event annually. I'm not much of a, um, a rev head myself but just the amount of yeah. Uh, the benefits that that will deliver for Rockhampton's economy will be fantastic. And again, those are projects that I've had um, hands-on experience with as well. And I guess being a young planner, that's incredibly exciting and very motivating um, and something, again, I try to sell to, to young planners as well. So it's a not the biggest city in the world, Rockhampton, but there's enough, um, I guess, to keep us busy and a lot of project, a lot of exciting things happening. And we've got a very, I like to think, progressive council up there as well. Good, good. And I understand you guys are doing some work in renewables, renewable energy provision? Yes, uh, we recently approved our first solar farm. Um, we have had inquiries about uh, wind turbines as well, heading out to the Mount Morgan Ranges, um, which is very exciting as well. Um, yeah, and something that we're really trying to push for. And again, it's good to have a, a council which is encouraging you know, development of particularly of solar farms as well. Yeah, Yeah. okay. And, mm. and, and 
you know, I, I, I think that's going to be one of the big new ones, isn't it? You know, in mm. terms of land use and strategic planning, it's yes. going to be around renewables and... Um, or trying to facilitate that. And you see a lot of councils, particularly uh, in Queensland, um, I know the Western Downs Council have done some really exciting work with some of the solar farms, solar projects out there. Um, don't want to call it like the new fad, but it's great to see like a lot of councils really facilitating the development of like those renewable energy sources. And I think that's something that we'll no doubt be involved in and relying on in the future. And it's interesting too when you think about this, you know, because it's it's a sort of there's quite a, a, an obvious juxtaposition here mm. because many of the um, regional councils uh, in Queensland, as you move further mm. up north and, and, and inland in Queensland, mm. their real history would have been. Uh, with dealing with with, with, with with mining and the extraction industry and fossil fuels yes. and coal and mm. so it's quite a it's good, interesting transition yeah. yeah interesting dynamic in that sense um, there is still that reliance on I, I guess mining um, but some regional councils but yeah it is a very good point and it's almost um, good to see regional councils progressing in that sense recognizing like the importance of you know facilitating renewal renewable energy development um, yeah, and kind of shifting away from those traditional sort of yeah, sectors as well. So the fact that regional, a lot of regional councils are actually pushing for that, I think says a lot about what um, or almost sets the benchmark for Australia in that regard, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's exciting times mm, and yes. exciting work. We're seeing some, mm. some real change and real yeah. breakthroughs and an acceleration of uptake here. You know, it's, it's going to be one to watch. Mm. Um, what are your plans for the future? Uh, I haven't decided. I, yeah, I just want to get back to Rockhampton and uh, thank everybody up there. I think for especially for the award. Um, quite happy to to stay there for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, very happy to work, just keep working in the regions and I guess pushing it. Uh, I don't tend to look too far ahead, but I guess any advice that I'll give to I guess any planners is always to you know search for career opportunities you're going to find challenging and kind of push your comfort zones a bit. Um, essentially, that's what I did by moving to Rocky. So I think. That's always at the forefront of my mind, exploring any you know further career opportunities, what's going to be challenging me, um, and I guess any new experiences as well. I think that's incredibly important. So that would be, I guess, some advice I would give to, to young planners as well when they're considering, I guess, progressing their careers, you know, finding something that's going to be extremely challenging. Yeah. And, 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 and what, about the, um, what about the need for or, or connecting to the profession, to, you know, being part of the planning institute mm. or, and that, the, the yeah. networking opportunities mm. that, that that provides? Have you found yeah. those helpful personally? Oh, 100%. Um, probably the best career investment I've made to date is being a, it was being a member of the Planning Institute of Australia. Um, as you see that at these conferences as well, like the amount of people that are here across the country, just the networks you build. And I feel like sometimes that's undervalued while you can go and listen to, you know, a lot of presentations. It's about the relationships and the networks and the rapport that you you know, develop with people that you meet at the conferences. You know, I've been talking to people from Western Australia and Bendigo uh, this morning. It's fantastic, just that camaraderie. And I think that's where the investment in peer comes from. So I think, yeah, certainly encourage any professionals that aren't already um, to become a member of the Planning Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, something that we were talking about off, off uh, or before this, this interview was this is really a very friendly profession, but you know more yeah. more or less, isn't it? I mean, people yeah. in this profession they're they're supportive and they're friendly and they want to see you do well. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that's why I find this conference as well. Like, you can go and have a yarn. Sorry, talk to 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 anybody. Um, it's incredibly friendly. It's such a warm environment as well. Um, this is my first time I've been to a, a national conference, and just the camaraderie, as I said before, uh, is incredible. Um, and I think, as you said, Tony, it's yeah, everyone's just very friendly. Um, we all want to learn from each other regardless of our positions as well which is very exciting and 
um, yeah, certainly encourage anybody in the future who hasn't been to a, to a conference um, to get to their state or, or national one in the future. Yeah, excellent. Well, Tom, thank you very much for sitting down and taking time out of your extremely oh. busy schedule. And it is an extremely busy schedule. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, but wonderful to talk to you. And we really couldn't be happier uh, for you and for the win. Um, oh, and, and likewise with your victory as well. I was very well deserved uh, for the Urban Squares. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, we were very happy with that too yes. in our own way. Yeah. So, Tom, thanks so much for your time. Um, this is Dr. Tony Matthews for the Urban Broadcast Collective here with Thomas Gardner. Queensland, or sorry, national, well, Queensland and National Young Planner of the Year. Uh, a double win. Uh, right. And couldn't be happier for you. And thanks again for your time, Tom. No, thank you, Tony. Thank okay. you.